Have you reached a point in your business marketing where you feel like you've done all the things and you're not actually seeing the kinds of results you'd like? You've gone and gotten beautiful signage, you've got a logo, you've got a vehicle wrap so your car looks like a great billboard driving around town, you've got your website, your social media up and running, and so you feel like you've tipped all this energy in and it kind of sounds like crickets and not much else. Well, you're in luck because I want to walk you through a free audit you can do on your business just to check for any leaks in your marketing pipeline. And when I say marketing, this encompasses everything I just mentioned, your logo, your signage, your shop front, how your shop appears at street level if you have a bricks and mortar business. This is about stepping back outside the bubble, giving ourselves a moment, and you're going to need a moment for this, no more headless chooking at this point, and interacting with your business as if you were a new potential customer. In this episode, I'm going to ask you to look at your business with fresh eyes and then become a customer in your own business from start to finish as a really good way to check for any leaks in your customer acquisition bucket. Ready? Let's get started. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. So I've worked with a lot of small business owners by this point, um, mostly in regional and rural areas, and a big issue that a lot of them tend to come to me with is that they say, Meredith, I feel like I'm trying all these different things and nothing, it doesn't seem to be working. I don't know if I'm missing something, if I'm not doing something right, but a lot of them reach that point where they have tipped a lot of energy into their marketing and it doesn't feel like it's getting any traction. And so they don't, they don't want to tip any more massive amounts of energy and they just, they don't want to tip any more time or finances in. They've just reached the point where it's like, I need to know if what I'm doing to this point is on the money before I keep going because I feel like I should have seen some more results by now. So what can be a really good free and relatively fast thing to do is what I would refer to as a pipeline audit. And what that means, and this is, it's really tricky when you start because the idea is that you want to look at your entire business with fresh eyes. So you almost want to be for anyone who's gone into it's sort of in the retail and hospitality space, you almost want to be your own mystery customer or mystery shopper. So I remember from my hospitality days, we'd get mystery shoppers come in and they would be given, I don't know if it was from the company or if it was from the club themselves, but they would be given a uh, checklist of things that they were asked to notice, pay attention to and give feedback on as they moved throughout the club. Um, and that'd be everything from how did you find the parking lot? Were the, was the parking lot well-maintained? How did you find the reception staff? Were they polite? Were they helpful? Did they answer any of your questions? Um, 
all the way through from entering the building to exiting the building. And then we would receive that form and we would sort of be able to see for any kind of kinks in the pipeline where we could do better, where we could maybe offer some more training to the staff. Um, even things like, oh, there's a section of the car park that they parked into that's gone a little bit by the wayside. Let's get the let's get a maintenance crew in to tidy that bit up. So it's another really good principle that I've pulled from my days in hospitality and it really does have broad appeal for a lot of small businesses and it is something you can do yourself. So if you've got a bricks and mortar business, what you can actually do is just imagine you are a new customer and you're seeing your business with fresh eyes and go through this exact same process. We'll start with the bricks and mortar side of things first um, because then we can move to the digital aspect which all businesses should have. So we'll kick things off with the bricks and mortar. So you're standing outside your shop front what do you and just take a moment because this is the other half of the hard bit of this exercise as well is giving yourself a couple of hours to actually do this. Like and this is, there's no judgment here, guys, because I'm exactly the same as you. Anytime I get a scrap of free time, it gets thrown into like admin or reconciling zero, or we don't actually allow ourselves much time to just sit with our businesses and think about them from multiple angles. So this is going to involve you pumping the brakes for a second, taking a breath, taking a moment, and just actually looking at your business. So stand outside the shop front. What do you notice? What does Is your signage um, fresh and clean? Is the facade of the building clean? What's the overwhelming impression you get of the premises? Um, is it clear from the outside to the passerby um, what your business actually does and what you're actually there for. Like, is your purpose and intention clear from the street? So if the right customer or the person most likely to do business with you was walking past, would you catch their attention? Would you be sort of saying, hey, I'm here, you've got a problem, I can fix it. Like, is it really obvious what you do from the street? And the next thing you want to do, and this is might, where, might be where you actually want to conscript someone so it's not you, send in maybe a friend that's never visited you at your shop before, but get someone to go in and just test your staff if you have a, if you have like a small team. Get someone to walk in and just take notice of how long it takes them to be noticed by your team, how they're noticed, how they're served, things like that. Get someone you really trust. Give them a few pointers that you want them to be mindful of. Get them to go through the pro like the new customer sort of flow, even if they just sort of browse and then leave, ask a few questions and leave. Get them to test your staff for you just to see if there's anything going on on the customer service end of things that needs tweaking. Um, and these sometimes can be really good in identifying maybe if a staff member's going through something and they've been hiding it from you because they want you to think everything's fine, but they're actually sort of really struggling with something. Maybe it could be something personally. It could be maybe an aspect of the business that they don't want to admit they need a bit more training on. So this can be a really good way to, this isn't about catching anyone out. This is about identifying leaks in the bucket, essentially. We talk about this in the, in the digital space all the time, but very, very rarely do we actually go to the effort of doing this in a physical sense. So get someone to go through the customer experience in your business, see how you, how knowledgeable your staff come across, see how helpful and proactive they are, um, or do they wait for the customer to approach them. Tell your friend to be brutally honest with you as well. Like, think about the time of day, think about how many staff you have on, um, are, are your staff actually able to be as attentive to your customers as you would like, and then 
think about is there other kind of resources and materials you can provide your staff with to maybe kind of lighten the load with answering questions like can you have cheat seats cheats at the point of sale for different products and promotions and things like that so they come across as incredibly knowledgeable and confident when a customer walks into your shop. Another thing you can do is actually get someone to call your business um, and just see how your team are answering the phone, what their phone manners are like, how long it takes them to answer the phone, things like that. So these are all like the physical aspects of your business that you can just give yourself the time to look at with fresh eyes and even going into your premises and looking at it and going, okay, is are the products arranged in a, in a way that's logical? Is the signage clear and logical? Is there things available to my potential customers they can take home with them, like flyers and information downloads and leaflets and things like that? Do I have extra information? Do I have something I can give my customers to encourage them to come back, like a loyalty card or a discount or a refer a friend? Do I have something on hand that informs my customers and encourages them to come back and or spread the word. So these are all really good things you can be looking at and thinking about when you're trying to look at your business with fresh eyes. So that covers all our sort of physical element stuff to the business. This can also actually apply to look at any, if you've got any vehicles that have been wrapped, um, you've got vehicle signage, maybe also give them a once over to and make sure they're kind of putting your business in the best possible light when they're out there on the street. You can also look at things like, like again, look at Check in with your lo- with your building manager if you're a tenant and um, any council restrictions. But getting street level signage is actually another good, really good way of um, making sure you're drawing attention to your business on street level. And if you can get temporary signs like the teardrop flags and things like that, they're always really good to be taking to shows and events. So they can have like a dual purpose if you think about um, the kind of product you're investing in. If you make sure it's temporary and not fixed, so it's not going to be dangerous or blow away, but you can take it with you if a trade shop opportunity comes up or if like a pop up stand at a local market comes up. So try to be versatile in what you invest in as well. So now let's look at the digital elements of our businesses. And this again can be a good opportunity to rope in a friend or maybe a customer you've known for a long time who you have a really good relationship with and who would be honest with you. They were going to give you feedback. So now's a really good opportunity to see how easy it is to find you online. So First things first, let's jump into Google. So let's think about all the different words that people would be using to find someone like you. Now, it's important to think geographically if your business is geographically constrained. So it might be a landscaper, Sydney, or um, it might be dentist, Penrith. So getting inside the head of potential customers and just thinking about like what are the words they're most likely to use to try and find someone like me. Popping those into Google and then seeing what comes up. Where do you come up in the grand scheme of things? Um, are you visible somewhere on the first page? I'm not going to go into Google ads and everything right now, but there are opportunities to pay for higher rankings in Google. Um, you'll notice a lot of the time those those listings are flagged as ads. However, that is a auction style um ad strategy. So once you start paying for those, you may very quickly find yourselves in a bidding war that can become quite expensive depending on what your competitors are doing and what's going on in your local industry. So for the moment, we're just focusing on the things you can do for free. So does your website um, crop up or does does your biz, a reference to your business crop up on the first page of Google? So this is not only is a website a fantastic resource because it is like the point you can be funneling people to online. You can also make sure it's chock full of all these keywords that people would be using to find you, but in really useful, helpful ways like with blog articles and tips and tricks and things like that. But there are other ways you can also 
I would say stack the deck in terms of doing well in Google search results. And these are things like directory listings. So a lot of these are also free. So this is things like yellow pages, white pages, Yelp. Check out all the key, all the um the top kind of directories. You can always and again just Google search it. Um, you know, business directories Australia or business directories New South Wales or business directories Victoria. And that will generally bring up a list of all the different business directories and maybe just allocate a bit of time to setting up a free profile in each of these because, again, that's just going to give you more opportunities to be at line-occupying space in a Google search result. And then those listings can link back to your website and they're funneled back in and they're back on the right track. So that can be another really good way of making sure it's very easy for you to be found. When you're setting that listing up, make, make sure you're thinking about all the words that people would be using to find you. So again, mentioning specific suburbs if you have a very specific geographic reach, specific type of product, um, or maybe it's a specific customer, like it could be for mums, for dads, for you know 20 to 30 year olds, something like that. Anything that you feel like would be a word or a phrase, your those most likely to do business with you would be using to find someone like you. Make sure those words appear in your directory listing, whether it's the, the listing itself. So rather than writing ABC Veterinary Hospital, write ABC Veterinary Hospital Penrith. So that is also in the name of your listing. So you're also going to be triggering results for Vet Hospital Penrith. So outside Google um, itself, as in like the search engine itself, Google Maps is also one of the most commonly used search tools to find businesses near us. So you also want to make sure you have a good listing on Google Maps, and this involves setting up a Google My Business account. Now there's a little bit of a process involved here. It's not super complicated, but there are a number of steps you need to take. So setting up a listing on Maps um, involves actually, if, if you've got a listing already on there, you can claim it, otherwise you can set up a new one. And what Google will typically do is they'll either put an automated call through to your shopfront if you have a physical listing, um, or if you're, say, a work-from-home business, you can mask your physical address, but they will need to send you a postcard just to confirm that the person receiving that phone call or receiving that postcard is, in fact, the owner of that business. It just stops competitors making like other people's lives hard by claiming their listings and messing with them basically online. So... Getting a Google My Business account would be really good. Another way, it's just to put more eggs in the Google basket. And then you're also going to be appearing in map search results. So then all that should then link back to your website. So this is where I'm going to get back on my website soapbox because, again, it's, it's a really important piece of infrastructure that is all about you. It's your message, your brand, who you are, what makes you unique. You're not competing with notifications and pings and dings and pop-ups and all that stuff. It is all about you, which is why it's super critical to be directing traffic as much as possible to your website and then making sure your website is optimized to get people into your business. Like buy this, book now, try this, come and try this. Here's a reason to do business with me. But before we get to that, let's also talk about social media. So key ones obviously being Facebook and Instagram. You may have others, um, but it's always make that's it's always important to make sure that all your contact details are up to date. Making sure that you have your website link in your bio or in your the link in Facebook, and giving using your post as an opportunity to encourage people to do business with you. So, like if if you feel like this is for you, head over to the website and book an appointment. If if you'd like to come in and try this, head over and make a booking, and you know come and see us this week. So, not all your social content should be geared to this, but a lot of your social media content 
should be trying to drive traffic to your website as like a ready to do business with me. Here's what you need to do next. Give your social media profiles a once over as well. Taking it a step further back, why don't you can also try and search for yourself on social media or again, get your trusted friend or a long-term customer to do this for you. Try and find out how easy it is to find your business either on Facebook or Instagram and then have a look at the profile and see is it super, it's very, very similar to the uh, approach you take when you're looking at your shop front from street level. Is it very clear on face value what I do and why people should do business with me? Like first glance, is it super obvious what I do, what value I have to offer, how people can do business with me and where they need to go next, i.e. website, phone call, things like that. Um, so having looking at your um, external platforms critically from that angle may also produce some flags for things that you can tweak and optimize. So then when they get to your website, again, once again, you might be sensing a theme here. When they get to your website, is it obvious what you do, who you serve, the value you offer, and what they can do to get started? Does that hit them right between the eyes the minute they hit your website? Not how long you've been in the area, not any like thinking about um, not inclusions and features but benefits so inclusions and features are just ways we get people over the line what are the benefits of working with you what do people stand to gain by working with you because when someone hits your website the story is about them it's not about you which sounds counterintuitive but your website really is about those most likely to do business with you and how you can help them get the result they're after whether that's if that could be anything from plumbing to landscaping to haircut to a night out for dinner. But it's about what will they get out of their relationship with you? Not here's my, this isn't about your website, isn't your biography. It's not the biography of your business. It's how your business can meet the needs of the person visiting that website. And then is it super easy and clear to see what the next step is towards doing business with you? Do you have a big fat book now? Find out more, get started button somewhere on the page that lives on every single page, typically at the top in your main navigation. But is it very clear, quick and easy for them to move further down the pipeline to doing business with you? As a final step, I would actually encourage you to make contact with your business via your website because I've seen it happen a number of times where the, a contact form on a website has, for whatever reason, it's not working or the inbox it's going to isn't the right one and no one anywhere at any point in time tested that to make sure the information was flowing through. So if it's like a booking, if it's like a booking form or like an inquiry form, send yourself a message and make sure it hits your inbox on the other side. You would hate to be sort of thinking that this was all up and running as per normal and it was actually a big gaping hole in your customer pipeline. So go right from where to go, Google yourself, land on the web page, go to the booking section, make the booking or send the inquiry or send the email and make sure it spits out the other side on whoever's monitoring that inbox. And so hopefully all these tips have given you a really good way to kind of look at your business with fresh eyes from a whole number of angles and just go from start to finish and experience your business as a new customer would. And like, again, there's no judgment here, guys. because I've done this myself where I've gone to my website sometimes with fresh eyes and gone, oh gosh, how long have I left that there for? Or how long has that been page been up for? I don't even do that anymore. So again, when we're in the bubble and we're running around like headless chooks and it's just get as much done as quickly as possible and get to the finish line, we often don't afford ourselves the opportunity to stop and look and have a give 
give what we're doing a really critical eye to see whether it could be done better, could be done differently, or if some, some, some stuff's simply out of date, like you may have outdated staff profiles on your website, your prices might need updating, um, phone numbers might no longer be working. So these are all really good things to just every so often stop, pump the brakes and give everything a really good once over to make sure there's no leaks in your customer bucket and that the flow from potential customer to paying customer is as smooth and logical and efficient as possible. Um, I really hope this has been of help for you guys today. Um, I I go through this process with a lot of my new clients and I'm always thrilled that we can make some really easy, quick optimizations straight off the bat. So if you'd love to work with me, and we can chat about optimizing your marketing and checking for leaks in your customer bucket, feel free to head out to my website. I'd love to hear more from you. But otherwise, have a really good week and I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. And now over to you. Is there a topic you'd like me to cover in the next episode? Take a photo of you enjoying the podcast from wherever you are in the world. Post it to Instagram. Be sure to tag me at meredithpage.me and let me know what you'd like to cover next. Thanks, guys. See you next time.